this movie is pretty much everything that's wrong with film. I mean, it's just boring. Like, it's generic and cliche. Like, How can you possibly call this movie boring? It's, it's boring. the boring. No, it's I was, so boring. I was very bored by it. <laughs> it's so cliche. It's so boring. <laughs> Hi, it's time for a new podcast, a uh, movie podcast. Uh, let's talk about movies. Uh, this week's movie is Abduction, and the podcast uh, is ready to go now. Go. It's I've, great. You've got three. Close your eyes, and there's going to be three things happening when you open them again. And close your ears, too. It's either going to be a super exciting action scene. Taylor Lautner and his girlfriend in the woods are uh, <laughs> a known uh, Hollywood actor shouting ex- uh Quickly shouting exposition. How can you go wrong with any of that? But, and you get to you get to play a game. Who the hell? Like, what actor is going to show up next in this movie that does not belong here? You say exciting scene, but like a lot of the exciting scenes aren't even exciting. Well, you know what? Let's see what else everyone thought before we uh, you know close the book on abduction. I mean, there's there's one good scene. Well, I'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm interested to find out. <laughs> Um, Kevin, I think might sort of agree with Dylan. Is this true, Kevin? I totally, I totally agree with Dylan. What? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was very funny. (laughs) I think it's, uh, probably a parody actually, but, uh, I I totally liked it. It made me laugh a lot. Oh, that's a great question that you sort of inferred. Uh, who is this movie for? And what is this movie supposed to be? So what uh, this movie, I assume it's for tween fans of Taylor Lautner. Babies. Even then, it sort of fails at that because he only takes a shirt off twice. I have the time code. It gets exciting (laughs) because he takes it off in the first four minutes. He takes it off again about 17, no, and and at the half an hour mark. And then never again for the entire film, even though he is wearing tight uh, muscle shirts. 1720. I'm watching it right now. There you go. He takes it off twice. That's all we get. Very disappointing. Uh, okay, so Matt, did you say what you thought of this movie? Uh, I hated it, and it was awful, and I did not enjoy watching it. Um, what did JL think? <laughs> she also did not enjoy it and thought oh. it was bad. There's actually, uh, uh, supposedly, um, Sean Christensen, the writer... He wrote this uh, film on spec because somebody just like tossed the idea to him of like, hey, uh, what if uh, some kid found his own missing child photo? And then he was like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And then they started tossing things back and forth. And they were like, all right, well, let's take a, a treatment to the studio. And he uh, said that he did not feel comfortable with that because he likes to just write it out instead of plotting it. And so he asked for uh, 60 days to write the screenplay. Uh, on the completion of those 60 days of screenplay writing, it ignited a bidding war, and he sold his first uh, feature film script for $1 million. He is, uh, well, he was like very upset with how they changed it. And, you know, I guess supposedly the, f- the first script was very good and then they turned it into what it became. So I got a hold of the original script. <laughs> oh, wow. And I read it. And it was terrible. It was very bad. So this is an improvement. 
I was uh, like, I read it and I was like, wow, no, that was all wrong. The, the narrative that the studio ruined the script. But then I watched the movie and I was like, oh yeah, they did ruin it. The script was a lot better than the movie I thought, but it was also terrible and had like tons of weird mistakes in it. Yeah. I just don't see how a movie could accidentally be this bad. They had to make these choices intentionally. And there was definitely money case, behind this, for in sure. In which case, it's a masterpiece. This movie isn't even that bad. Like, it's just boring and cliche. <laughs> That's the thing. This is right. this falls short of the so bad it's good, but doesn't fall into, like, interesting or exciting. Like, this falls uh, into, like, the whole yeah. dead area of just generic, unfunny, boring, uninteresting bullshit. I totally disagree with you, Kevin, that it was intentionally stupid. I'm not saying it was. I'm saying the. Ch- I think the chances are better that they made it this bad on purpose. No, they're well, not. Writer <laughs> Sean Christensen can't help us out with that because apparently the uh, studio people would not talk to him. <laughs> they just like cut pocket, all, all communication we, we, with we, him. We didn't say uh, Sean Christensen. Uh, he he is the creator of uh, previous pick. He is the, the podcast, Oscar award-winning Oscar award-winning yes filmmaker who did uh, before, before I disappear. Before I disappear, there we go. Uh, he made that bef- after this, I guess, because he took the, his million dollars and he thought, "I'll make my own movie." Yep, and Which, he was like, he tried to that. make himself feel better by uh, shooting a film of himself cutting his wrists in a tub, and then he was like, "You know what? Maybe I'll just make a short film about this instead." And then maybe I'll make a worse uh, fooling film. Yeah, maybe. All right, guys, we've teased this long enough. Spoilers ahead from here on out. So the All consensus right. is two, two say, see this movie, please see this movie. The other two say, eh, maybe you can see this movie. Dylan's an asshole. So I, listen to yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I would argue and yell at you guys if we had time for that, because I don't want any more money going to this fucking movie. Yeah, that's really bad. Like Wait. that. Like, w- good way to, like, kill art, guys, by supporting stupid bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, art's, so, art's dead. It was killed by Sean Christensen, that if, bastard. If you're a weird creep who wants to destroy things that are good in the world, then I guess you could watch it, but I it's hope tr- that you wouldn't. Well, you know what? How about this? If you're on the fence, listen to our rundown. And then you make your own decision. And then you let us know at howimetyourmovie.com. Send us an email. All right. All right. So this movie Also, starts... just so you know, throughout the whole thing, I'm probably going to be telling you how the script was different. Oh, I would love to. Please. Please. Okay. Oh, my God. I, I didn't even attempt to find the original script. Okay. So it's it starts It's not out... easy. I'm impressed. Wait, mate, let's have a... Let's have a... We might have to have a separate um, <laughs> podcast for that, actually. Okay. So starts out with a guy who puts the Abbott abduction, uh, Taylor Lautner. Riding very coolly on the front uh, hood uh, of his friend's truck. Uh, uh, yeah. Outside of it. This brings me to my first note, <laughs> uh, which I will read now. This movie really stinks. <laughs> All right. See, you were biased right away. Actually, I'm not exactly That's sure. That's not biased. That's just like you're just watching it. You're like, wow, this is dumb. I'm not sure how long it took me before I got to that note. The second note is the music is terrible, so that could have been any part. <laughs> it was, so it was five seconds in. The music was great. Has anyone ever uh, ridden on the hood of someone's car driving at full speed? 
Has that ever happened to anyone? I, I know- have ridden on the front and the back. Okay. The back I did it, was I much also, worse. I did it, and I also looked mildly excited by it. Yeah, he seems like he's kind of just hanging out. Maybe uh, he was sleeping on the car, and then the car started driving, and he kind of went with it. <laughs> and it seems like uh, in our uh, ab status, I'll be checking in on that throughout the film, uh, he's wearing a shirt. It is loosely buttoned, though. You can catch some ab glimpses. <laughs> I guess cleavage is what I would call it. So, All right, Dylan, uh, uh, yes. do, do you want me to wait until the end of us going through the movie to say how the script was different, or you want me to just start now? You can start now. Sure, go for it. All right, because end of every section. Because the way yeah. the the way the script starts, though, uh, it brings up something that doesn't happen in the movie until like the end. Yeah, just bring it up now. Yeah, we're All in right. spoiler zone. All right, you guys know the flashbacks to his mom. Yeah. What did you think was going on there? I thought she was getting gassed and killed. Dylan? Uh, I Now that Logan says that, that makes sense. Logan, why did you talk? I wanted to see if anybody <laughs> knew what the fuck was going on well, there. He Okay, so he's three years old, and he's vividly remembering his mother being... Uh, uh, being uh, abducted? Killed, abducted, kind of. And, from and this world? From this <laughs> world with their life. He knows to grab the... Um, yeah, face the rebreather that his 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 mom is breathing yeah, through. Yeah, just she pop drops that on it. his face. Right. I guess there's some sort of gas attack. I didn't even think about that part. Maybe she has an asthma attack. I don't know. Well, I thought they showed <laughs> gas What's... coming through the bottom of the door. I did not notice that. I I <laughs> maybe I just, I just... watching the movie. I was like, I would have no fucking idea what is going on here if I hadn't already read the script. Maybe I just I'm just putting it together like afterward because. Honestly, I can barely fucking remember this movie. They they did put gas in under the door. Okay. All right, so you guys I, did know what was going on. Well, I knew there was gas from the door. I'm not sure if they showed that the first time they showed his mother or the second time. I think they did. I'm not sure. Yeah, because this movie, it's hard to remember anything from it. I remember the whole damn thing. Because the way the He's script watching it right starts... Now. I am. Yeah, he is, which is weird. <laughs> it is um, weird. Uh (laughs) um the way the script starts is with in the past and uh you see this this gas attack and the guy comes up uh the the villain what is his name coslo cosmo kramer i think yep uh so michael richards comes in and he's got the gas mask on and he's like asking her where the fuck i don't even remember the dumb code name but uh asking her where somebody is and she's like he's where you can't get to him and you don't find out that there's that the kids under the bed until the end but you see her like the guy keeps taking the mask off and then putting it back on and then she just says like oh you'll never get him and takes the mask off and throws it under the bed like as if she was just you know trying to keep it away from him i guess so that she can die sooner well, at first, I thought he was holding that to her face. Well, he was at first. Oh, right. So he could yeah. get the information. Okay. Yeah, and then she threw, throws it away to her son because she's like, oh, uh, shit, my son's here. I don't want him to die from this gas. Which his- I felt like he should have been dead already. Like a three-year-old would probably die a lot quicker, right? Well, I don't also, know what kind of gas they were using, though. I don't know. I think like it starts, I don't know, Like it doesn't like... 
wouldn't it rise or something, or would it be more concentrated on the bottom? I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a good question. It depends on the gas, maybe. Who cares? I'm sure um, it's child-resistant gas. But then um, the script calls for American woman to play while you zoom out on her corpse and then cut to them listening to it in the car, the teenagers. And instead of it starting with him riding on the front of the vehicle and they're all like, whoa, yeah, it was they were just riding in a car and then the other two guys are smoking a joint and they offer it to him and he's like. No, thanks. It's too much. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Don't corrupt Taylor Lautner with even a... a I'm not going to smoke this joint, scenes. but I'm going to go get my fucking wasted at a party. Yes. And then it goes, the rest of the credits in, in the movie, uh, they go to this dumb party. Holy shit. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's break this down a little bit. Well, first of all, do scripts, uh, do scripts typically reference specific songs like all right it's gonna be cool if you play this song like isn't that weird for a movie to do like they don't know yes it is weird but sometimes some people do that but yeah you don't know what their budget is you're generally not supposed to do that because you Uh, know that's a choice for the director okay so uh let's get to the party good call so taylor lautner uh shows up on the hood of this truck very cool very coolly uh falls off of it uh in the daytime in the yard of this incredibly huge house palatial house with the most amazing party I've ever seen for high school kids going on in the daytime. It goes on through the daytime, through the evening, into night. This party has been going on all day. Hundreds of of teens? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Extremely attractive adults, we'll say. They're 18, maybe. You know what? Uh, I told Kevin before, uh, because he said that he laughed a lot at the movie, and I said I did not. I did actually laugh when uh, when the two main characters look at each other for the first time at yeah, the party. That, that was incredible. Well, <laughs> that weird stare. That 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 classic. I used to date you stare, and I also live next door to you stare. Of course, um, there. Then you never see the Dylan, main character Taylor stare, Dylan, do you yeah. stare at your neighbors like that? I oh, I try not to because I usually don't look so good when I go outside. Your weird brooding stare. No, I don't. I don't stare. I pretend they're not there. Looks like you're going to turn into a wolf boy at any second. Yeah. How many moments did you guys mark down that he looks like he's about to wolf out? Because I have about six or seven. Uh, I mean, did it ever stop? Yeah. There's actually a point where he, uh, we'll get to it. He smells a jacket. Like He literally sniffs oh, it. Yeah, he like, does. oh, he's tracking someone with his wolf uh, brain. Anyway, so they're at this amazing party. Taylor Lautner um, looks incredible, jaw-droppingly amazing. Uh, no one talks to anyone. Uh, all the three friends only talk to each other. Um, they and, talk about they talk well, about the one fake guy IDs. is selling fake IDs. Yeah, why do they care when everyone in that party has a solo cup? Like, there's obviously not having trouble getting booze at this place. I think yeah, it's so, they so they can get, get in get, places. Yeah, so they can get in places and get. Bo- Get booze from other places. Why would you do that when you're at the most amazing party I've ever seen? Because parties that, end, Dylan. Yeah, parties end, and that's also obviously like a place where there are no fucking cops around. This party seems to never end. It goes on all day and night. It ended. What are you talking about? It ended like in the morning. Yeah, right, at the, at it the does end in the morning. End of the credits. You see him waking up on the lawn. Was he shirtless? Yes. 
He was shirtless. He somehow ended up with his shirt off at the same place that he was dumped off at in his truck. Uh, and the girl's like, him. you gotta leave. It's true. My and parents will kill me. Exactly. Even though that entire neighborhood, I'm sure, would have had some sort of noise complaint since they were all all outside yeah. the house. Uh, yeah, so when his... did you have the fucking like, Project X party at your house, then? If your parents are going to be home the next day. Yeah, that was kind of the party of the Dumb summer. Kids. Uh, l- let me just tell you one thing from the script. Please. Uh, at the party during the credits, he also wakes up on the lawn. But before that, uh, they're all about to start drinking, and he says to his friends, "Hey guys, y- you gotta promise me though that you won't let me drink too much, and then leave me on the lawn like you did all those other times." And then it cuts to him waking up on the lawn. Classic. He loses his nice denim uh, button-down shirt, which uh, he came to the party in. But that's fine, because we get to see him without a shirt for a while. Um, He gets uh, picked up by his angry father, uh, who's also the father of Draco Malfoy. Who then beats him up. I believe the actor's name is Lucius Malfoy. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet this person twice in Orlando, and I missed both chances. That's a damn (laughs) shame. Uh, He takes him home, and as a punishment to his boy for drinking, he beats the ever-loving shit out of him. (laughs) Beats him down. They both punch and and kick and kick the shit out of each other. It's like... All right, it's not like he just starts beating him. He has him spar. Like apparently right. that's the thing they've been doing. And he's and like he's pretty vicious at sparring. And Which none of that was in if the you're sparring script, with a child, all... I think I think it's called beating them. <laughs> no, like this is they have that. He's trying to train him clearly. Yeah, he's clearly trying to train him. Which was not okay. in the original. His script, dad but... has the upper hand because of Taylor Lautner's drunkenness until he wolfs out and then starts like kicking him, like doing some like jumping kicks. Yeah, and it seems like he wolfs out like uh, the mom is watching uh, the dad beat the shit out of the kid in the backyard, and she's like, "My boys," and just like walks off to who the fuck cares? And yeah, who cares? Um, exactly. Yeah, but the dad like he like puts his foot on his chest and he's like holding him down and he's like you can't punch me you can't kick me like what are you gonna do and then it cuts up and (laughs) taylor loudner is just like leaping up into the air like onto him momentously yeah moment momentumlessly he leaps up into the air as if, his father as if he was on a trampoline somehow even though he had a foot on his chest a second ago that prevented him from punching or kicking or he tapped into a supernatural wolf powers exactly either one yeah i think he did wolf uh by the way that's four minutes 32 seconds for people watching this uh when he takes a shirt off okay um this fight goes on forever this fight goes on for a very very long time too long. Very long time. We're say. watching Taylor Lautner and his dad beat each other up. Yep. But it doesn't seem like that long because you're marveling at the fact that this dad is beating the shit out of his kid. Yeah, like punching him Wait. in the face, kicking him in the face. Did you say marveling at it? Yes. That's what you Kevin sit... aspires to be able to get. No. You sit dumbfounded at how bad the fucking beat Yeah, you said like, marvel. They put this in a movie? That's usually like, it's like you stare with wonder or astonishment. Usually that's a good thing. Like, you're like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, like, can I just see this kick of the shit kicked out? Like, I was like, I want to do that. (laughs) That's the beauty of the movie. It takes something that's horrific. It makes it awesome. I agree with, I agree with Kevin, of course. Um, This this leads to my next note. This movie sucks. (laughs) 
I disagree. My note says this movie does not suck for this This part. is the first movie I ever took notes for. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm putting that I down had to. Wikipedia page. This, this, this movie's like an eclipse. It's a lot more enjoyable if you don't look directly at it. Um, <laughs> uh, I kind of agree that, with that. that I watched like a it fun once game. at work. Yeah. Watch yeah, I can see that. It was just as good, maybe better. Like if I had watched this through like a box with some tin foil, maybe it would have been better. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I watched this while doing something else. Like I watched like the first thirty minutes, like paying attention to the movie, and it was fucking awful. Then I started like browsing the web and like had it half open, like count half my screen. And I was just like, all right, cool. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> It's not really awful anymore. It's well, I'm just... surprised you're able to follow this extremely complex plot, and I say that unironically, uh, with without focusing on the film as well as it's pretty it. complex. Very um, complex film. So then, what happens? He's like watching his parents fuck or something. Well, here's what happens: we marvel as well as after the fight, we marvel at uh, the dad's amazing American accent, totally from America. Oh, yeah. Maria Bello is the uh, is the um, the wife. I laughed at that. First of many surprises uh, for adult actors in this film. Uh, they're having a, they're having amazing small talk over dinner. Obviously, everyone loves each other. The parents have a very uh, sexually active relationship, as evidenced from uh, them dancing in the yard, kind of having some light touching. Taylor Lautner is watching this entire thing, uh, and he is, has a very wide smile on his face. He's a big fan of his parents still remaining intimate after all these years. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, very weird. I can't really empathize with that. And so then he's at school, right? Well, hold on. Oh, God, you're going so slow. <laughs> well, he, uh, is that, did, did he get called a I feel a like film? I'm having to watch this movie again. Yeah, you are, buddy. <laughs> One more time before we're done. Uh, did, uh, did he get, uh, did he get, um, interact with the, the ex-girlfriend's uh, boyfriend yet? Did that happen yet? That's yeah, that happened in the credits. It the happened at the party. Well, no. Well, he uh, he drops uh, the boyfriend, current boyfriend, drops the girl off across the street because, of course, they're neighbors and they're childhood friends. And uh, Taylor Lautner is just staring with his blank stare that he normally ha- his normal blank stare. And the boyfriend uh, of the girlfriend uh, calls him a freak. Yeah. And then that makes Taylor Lautner really mad. Cut to uh, the wrestling. Him- Cut, well, no, that's that's next. Cut to him uh, going to his uh, psychiatrist, which we <laughs> oh, later yes. find out is state appointed of so court appointed of some kind. Taylor Lautner has rage issues uh, that he struggled with before. His psychiatrist, of course, is Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. uh, in a small part and in a Taylor Lautner vehicle film, of course. Um, she he has rage issues. He's very worried that he was going to wolf out on that guy that called him a freak, and he's he's. Um, even though that's kind of is completely reasonable. I mean, I if you know to get mad when someone insults you, that's not a weird thing. Anyway, he starts to feel like he feels left out, like he doesn't feel like he fits in. I'm not sure how to interpret that other than like a race thing or something. What, why right. doesn't he fit in? He looks amazing. All right, Dylan. First of all, it's you a said bad like you you say like it's normal to get mad when someone insults you. He doesn't get mad. He wants to murder like. That's the thing. Like he wants to kill people when they insult him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he should. That's be, not he normal. He should like, put him in kid jail if he wasn't being watched by the CIA. All right. So then he's at school. Finally, can we go to that? Uh. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank God. All right. His friend Gilly, who makes fake si- fake IDs, 
his locker is next to his and he's like never seen that his friend has like tons of pictures of guns all inside the locker and had no idea his friend was into guns and he's like freaked out by that i guess into well, guns and fake he's a virgin what do you expect he's got yeah he's gotta... I, I gotta shoot guns yeah that was weird that for film. me because i couldn't see the pictures i i couldn't tell what the pictures are of I'm like, so I rewound it like three times trying to figure out why he said that to him. That actually was an improvement on what happened in the script. In the script, his friend uh, opened the... There was this weird thing that the... Like the maritime kidnapper or something like that, that people talk about multiple times, that the maritime kidnapper has just kidnapped a few more babies two towns over like in the script i remember he actually says there's some more kids went missing two towns over um but he asks his friend why he the inside of his locker is covered with pictures of guns and he says oh the thing about the maritime kidnapper i've been thinking about uh getting some protection and that's why the inside of his locker is plastered with guns those are both equally stupid it's very dumb and so also uh, Yes. In the script, is uh, Martin Price the maritime kidnapper? No, you, that never goes anywhere. Okay. Uh, a thing we missed about the Sigourney Which Weaver... Which could be uh, a part of uh, Sean Christensen's thing of not looking forward or backward and not knowing what is happening and just writing his script and then going, ooh, maybe this will lead somewhere, and then it doesn't. <laughs> I think he had that million dollars just in the back of his mind the entire time. Uh, so I was watching this with my family. My mother had a great observation. Um, that's one of the first flashbacks we get uh, when he's in the psychiatrist's office with Sigourney Weaver. He, he, he does the flashback thing again where he's under the bed. And, you know, the mom's being killed. And my mom's thought was that maybe he is a psychic crime solver. And that would have been a pretty amazing film. Like, that, instead of being a flashback, that's like a dream that someone, that's happening to someone right now. That actually would have been cool. Yeah. It would have been more interesting. All right, yeah. so then they start wrestling. No one is wearing uh, a spandex wrestling unitard. They're all wearing shirts and gym shorts. <laughs> this is a this is a perfect time to show off Taylor Lautner's uh, physique. It's because that doesn't look as cool. I suppose not. I've never once seen a wrestling competition, and it seems like a real wrestling match. Like there's an audience here. They're just wearing their regular gym clothes. Yeah, I wondered if they made him a wrestler to like excuse why he looks the way he does, but. Maybe it's to excuse that, like, uh, to explain why he can wrestle people later on. All right, so then we see the te- the teacher, and I actually got excited because it's uh, Roger Guinevere Smith, that guy I like that was an Eagle Heart and was in Dope as the 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 creepy guy, the main drug dealer dude in charge, the Harvard man, Jacob Aspie, Aspie Jacob. Austin Jacobs. He's something. Austin? Uh, it's the opposite of Jacob uh, Astor. He's the opposite of that. Uh, uh, do What class is he teaching, could you say? Sociology. Sociology in high school. Uh, he's taking yeah. a sociology class in high school. Yeah, that was weird. Um, did he assign them like different, like different teams, different stuff? Well, I can't understand. Is, is this the first day? 
because I have no fucking to, idea. Why are they? Them, why do they yeah. have them do a report on uh, kidnappings? A ten-page paper that's worth seventy-five percent of your midterm. See, in the script, it was just like I don't know, some fucking English teacher or something. Uh, and the reason why they have to do that is because he tells he starts talking about the maritime kidnapper. <laughs> And uh, he tells all the kids that their grades are bad. And so if they end up not pulling their grades up as a punishment, he's going to make them all do a report on child kidnappings. Do you have to say child kidnappings since kid is already in there? Do you say adult kidnappings when it's an adult? I say adult nap. Adult nappings. Which is the thing I like to take. So this entire thing is a setup to... Of course, this entire thing is a setup, um, or I'm sorry, this is this is written in the script to set up that Taylor Lautner uh, is actually a lost child. Yeah, to uh, give he, them reason to be looking at missing kid photos and reason for him to interact with his ex girlfriend slash love interest of the film because they get assigned to uh, yeah to this project. Which so, in the script, like you know, the te- the teacher just points them out, but in the script. Um, he does this punishment, and then everybody has to pick their partner. But, oh, there was a whole thing. Fucking, the kid was um, fixing a hole in the roof. And uh, uh, he was working on the roof, and uh, the next-door neighbor girl um, had friends over, and when it cuts to them in her room, it says her and her friends are hanging up clothes in her closet. That's the activity they're doing. Uh, meanwhile, the Taylor Lautner is uh, rocking out on the roof and singing along to uh, uh, Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols. And then he slips and falls and falls off the roof and the girls laugh at him and they videotape it and the next door neighbor girl puts it up on YouTube and then he gets really mad at her the next day because it goes viral and everybody's laughing at him and then he confronts her in the gym and is like you used to be cool and we used to be friends but now you're just a jerk and you you suck and then she's like you are stupid and you suck and then he's felt sad and then left but then she felt bad and so you're supposed to pick your own uh, partner and she like s- just starts pestering him like to be her partner to apologize. And this goes on for a long time where she keeps at him trying to get him to be her partner. Also in the, f- in the film that was replaced by them staring at each other. Yep. Yeah. Also, I just want to say in the script that I read, um, him on the roof, the music he's listening to is initially slugged as punk music just like this weird filler thing but then it says it's anarchy in the uk and he's singing along with it then when there's a description later of someone watching the uh youtube clip it describes him as listening to or singing along to cheap trick and then falling off the roof just a bunch of weird dumb things like that like he just put some kind of like placeholder in and then didn't change it yeah i don't see how that's better than this movie it was. <laughs> the, it all the all the rest out. of it is better. The beginning is there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it. Like the worst part was, it's just so fucking cliche. It's like everything that happens. It's oh, now there's this cliche. Now there's this cliche, and that leads into this cliche. 
Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of leading into, so they're doing this project at Taylor Lautner's house. Uh, their combined computers to complete this are two MacBook Pros and one iMac. Taylor Lautner owns a MacBook Pro and an iMac. So they, they go on this website. They figure out, whoa, there's a picture of you and you're a little kid. And, oh, my God, you still have the shirt that you were wearing when you're in that picture somehow. Also, and it's got a stain on it. And it's, holy shit, that's totally you. Also, they were... Um... In the movie, they weren't doing the age progression thing, it didn't look like. They were just looking at pictures of kids. No, it was kids and then um, the computer projection of what they would look like. But, I mean, did it show them looking at that part of it, though? It did. It did. They would have a little blonde kid. When they were looking, it would be like, oh, here's a little blonde kid, and then here's what they, they talk about it, and they look at it. It happened. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. I guess I missed that part, but I thought they were just looking at pictures of the kids and saying that they look like these cross between these two different adults. Yeah, that part didn't yeah, make a lot of sense. The, they showed the first two. Okay. So, and then Lautner was uh, the third. Also, it was funny, though, um, to have read the script and <laughs> see that that uh, scene is pretty much in there just the same but they have updated the references of uh, of famous people all right so moving on guys uh that's that's when the plot kicks into gear uh he put in his own information on this website that triggers a some sort of computer outpost i got is- i got a question before so we many get into this interesting this. thing yeah. okay <laughs> just that was I wrong? Didn't she look, like, super bummed when she got paired with him? Right. They have tension. They have a past. But I mean, then, she always looks super bummed, though, in, in most of her scenes. But then she's, like, crazy horny for him, it seems like. And is just, like, all rubbing up against him suggestively. I would say that the relationship is very demure. All right. So, yeah, it tri- triggers the thing that uh, they they apparently put these fake missing kid photos out occasionally to try and catch him. Apparently there is a massive, a massive Russian based operation. Um, I assumed that it was so massive that, Oh, this is just some sort of general phishing scam to like, just get kids to give their information up. No, it is solely designed for Taylor Lautner. Um, yeah, to be caught. This has been going on for, uh, for, uh, Actually, there's I don't know where to start. There's a lot of things we have to unpack with this plot. There's a lot of layers here. Um, which let's, just, let's this, go ahead and just do that because I don't I don't think I can go any farther. Which this was a big uh, there was a big difference in the script. There was um, all right. Sigourney Weaver's character in the movie was a mashup of two characters from the script. One, the CIA uh, like handler that was assigned to be his, his therapist. And a bounty hunter character who has tracked him down because he was hired like 10 years previous by his father to try and find him. And has just now caught up with him. So in the script, he was abducted? No. No, okay. Nope. But so there's uh, no abductions in this movie whatsoever. I'm pretty sure there are not. <laughs> I, I can't think of any. Am I missing some abduction? No, it's just the Is abs. It the, the the CIA abducted him. No, okay, it's abduction. So you see his abs, and then he uh, he uh, cries sometimes. So it's for the tear ducts. I thought I didn't realize that it was about like being abducted. And Sean, because it was written by Sean Christensen. Exactly. 
that's, yeah, that's, his, that's his trademark. So, also, here's uh, one problem I had with the script. When they're looking at the thing, they read about the kid going missing in the whatever state forest, and it says that it's the like most mysterious, unsolved crime in the history of Connecticut. And I was like, really? More mysterious than the Hartford Circus Fire? I don't think so. I think that's a little more mysterious than some fucking dumb kid going missing in the woods. Yeah, fucking editorializing news. You know? Before we move too far away from the scene, did nobody think that his picture aged up was hilarious? Yeah, it was pretty funny. It reminded me of that painting of Jesus that the woman messed up (laughs) and then tried to fix. It didn't look anything like him. Maybe they well, no, hired they, I'm sure they took this. a real picture of, of him and then they just slightly photoshopped like photoshopped it a little sideways. I like and when he like, jumps it, back. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like oh <laughs> I'm seeing something I shouldn't see. It's yeah, like what like, it's like if he was a character in a PlayStation 2 video game. That's Yeah, he, he recoils. Right. Although she does say that um he looks like Matt Damon in that picture. She says that. So, and also, did anybody not think it was funny that they were ma- making fun of children who are probably dead? Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> it was yeah, hilarious. Having a wonderful time with that. <laughs> yeah, those people are awful. Actually, so, though, have you guys ever looked at those missing persons photos? The uh, the aged the, up ones. The age yeah. progression. Yeah, sometimes they are insane. Like they look like the they ex like I don't know they guess that the person probably would have eaten some like Ninja Turtle mutagen since they went missing <laughs> or something, and some of them they take like weird liberties with like they'll put them in like a funky hat or something. <laughs> this kid looks like he'd grow a stupid mustache later on in life. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell. This kid has genetic predisposition predisposition to be really fat, and then when he gets found and he's not really fat, and he finds sees his picture, he's like, "Hey guys, what the hell." <laughs> Not cool. So hey. we, we can't go any farther than this movie without unpacking the plot. Let's do that right now. So Taylor Lautner, uh, his real father is a CIA agent. Uh, his real it's mother like is also a CIA agent. This CIA agent, uh, the CIA agent mother is killed, as is as in his uh, three-year-old memory. That is, he's three mm-hmm. years old. Uh, his CIA agent dad has never, uh, he can never meet him. He can never see him. So he was put in some sort of like a protected care by two other CIA agents. Supposedly his CIA super spy father is like so deep, like embedded somewhere that the CIA doesn't know what he looks like anymore. There's like two people that know, like know what he looks like. Yeah. There, it's is some it? sort of independent, like terrorist style cell where it's only <laughs> like Sigourney Weaver and uh, Dr. Octopus and like her, his dad. <laughs> Hey, he's uh, a class five. He's able to break the Geneva Convention. But uh, he's, a, he's a class five mutant, just like Jean yeah. Grey. Okay. The mother was a CIA agent. Like I didn't think she was. Well, here's the thing, Logan. This movie, like I said, has rapid fire exposition, uh, and it's hard to kind of. T- I definitely had to go back and rewatch every single exposition scene. Uh, he does mention uh, Guillermo del Toro. Does mention that uh, <laughs> she is also an agent as well. She was an agent. What? He does say that. I don't- I don't think so. He says that a Sigourney Weaver's character trained her and Mark. Yes, yes. Uh, there you go. So, um, right. So he is being raised by Lucius Malfoy and Maria Bello, both CIA, CIA agents. Uh, about uh, and, ten and, days ago. Yeah. 
No, go ahead. I was oh, going to say, this is about as far as I can make sense of the plot. Okay, here we go. So about 10 days ago, Taylor Lautner's father uh, somehow got from these Russians, these Russian mobsters. Right, from Kozlo. He took, from Kozlo, the antagonist took, of the film. He took the list, which this list was not in the original script at all. This uh, list, which actually kind of predicates a lot of things. I can't believe how that movie goes. Well, originally not. in the script, the whole thing was is they had been looking for the kid because they were going to use him to draw out the father because nobody knew who he was or where he was or what he was doing. Well, that makes more sense from a timeline's perspective. Because, yes, it does. Uh, Ten days ago, so Taylor Lutner's father that he's never met uh, stole a who's a deep cover CIA agent stole a list of compromised uh, government officials. Uh, government officials yes, that who have, have uh, like sold info to secrets. Exactly. Wow, I assumed he did it a long, longer time ago since he that already makes had a lot website. more sense, right? Yep. Nope. No. No. <laughs> so, in ago. the space of ten days, uh, well, I guess uh, fewer days in the space of less than ten days. So he already had re- that website set up. Like, did he have it set up before this whole thing, or was that? It definitely the- implies that that's the case because he has a very, they have a very like lived-in computer fortress. Yeah. Uh, that also not only has it, uh, not only. Do they have a phishing sites set up to find Taylor Lautner? They also have the CIA, like, whatever, completely tapped in. They are tapped into every single CIA communication, uh, these Russian mobsters. Anyway, so 10 days ago, that happened. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, like we said, the Russians put out these fake uh, find a child websites, hoping that Taylor Lautner will stumble in on it. <laughs> Maybe the teacher is also in on it. I, I have to guess. <laughs> they have embedded a teacher in every school in the nation to make kids go to those websites. Yeah, every single sociology <laughs> teacher that teaches at high school. Um, yeah, so 10 days ago, they set up a site. Hoping that Taylor Lautner would stumble upon it, he did. Luckily, see, I mean, I, I guess, like, I would think that the point of that would be that if somebody saw, you know, this kid, like, you know, somebody else would identify it and help them. Like, oh, I saw somebody that looks like this, but it, no, it seems like that was the point. Is they were hoping that he would go to the website. Right, and they have someone manning it at all times, you know, because uh, yeah. uh, here's an alarm, computer guy, that happens. Anyway, so I think they say in the exposition that they just hope that they are hoping it draws him out. Well, the, like, and that could be someone sp- spotting him on the street, or so or it just went, it just went much better than they could have hoped. They're like, holy yeah. shit, this is a one <laughs> thing to happen. Yeah, it's just this like, oh, well, like we'll get like a reading on him somehow. Like we'll be able to access like his location and maybe find him. Nope, we, he just like yeah. gives himself away. We also get a pointless oh. scene where the main bad guy, uh, Alexander Tartovsky, um, is shown going through customs uh, and having no difficulty, even though he's a criminal. Uh, I assume that's – and that's a yeah. very long scene of him in the car uh, taking off like a rubber mask or some shit. Uh, I guess it's to show how dangerous he is and how, how uh, vast his resources are, I suppose. I don't know. Also, uh, the Kozlo dude – um, I didn't think of this until Jail pointed it out, but then I couldn't not see it that uh, his resemblance to uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. Yes, I'm glad I'm not the only. He he's the most Russian. They literally took a picture of the Russian uh, president and then tried to find someone that looks like <laughs> to find a Russian. <laughs> they person. put it on a missing kids website, and then when that actor found them. So unfortunately, uh, I have a, I have, yes, I have a question. Kevin's got questions. Let's hear him. Why on the website did they have a picture of him wearing a shirt that his pretend parents have? Yeah, why do why do his parents still have that? 
well, why, he, did, why do they like, have it, that picture? It's hidden in if that's his, the picture that yeah. was taken when he was with them, and they have the shirt, how did that picture get on the website? Why did they save the fucking shirt? That's he another shirt. It's like it's like in his special drawer. You know, that was his drawer. I thought that was like some kind of like attic-y storage area. Oh, I just assumed it was like in his drawer. I don't know. He opened a drawer. There's a bunch of clothes in it. Well, actually, it would make sense if it was like something that they kept for him. I would okay, like show him the. This is the ketchup you spilled when your mother was <laughs> yes. dead. It doesn't make sense why they kept it, but it does make sense if it was uh, from his before his real parents were killed. So, um, but in he confronts in oh, the. Oh, I was just gonna say for the rest of the plot in the original script, you know, because they want to draw him out. That's you know, it makes sense that they want to keep this kid alive, and that's how he survives. But in this, they have to, like, make them go, like, how far? Where did they go? Like, they have to travel very far in, like, an instant and then back to, like, go to some weird safe house of his father's. Wait, you're saying Taylor Lautner where, or the villain of the film? Taylor uh, Lautner has to travel? Taylor Lautner, like, to... Oh, I them, tracked. I tracked to, his, his to give his them a reason to be yeah. looking for Taylor Lautner to be chasing him. He has to. They have to send them to this fucking weird safe house to actually obtain the list. Which I don't know why the secret list that is on a fucking like old flip phone and is constantly scrolling on the screen in a weird way. I don't know why that dude just left that in this old safe house of his. But and, they, uh, they right, sent yeah. Taylor Lautner to in. go. They sent Taylor if Lautner he, to go get that, and then come back just to give them a reason to be looking for Taylor Lautner. Yeah, if also, he just turned why, it into yeah. the CIA, there would be no movie, right? Also, right. why not just go after um, they? Uh, the Russians have tapped in the CIA communications. Why not just go after Sigourney Weaver? Why? So they're going after the son in the hope that the dad will be drawn out and they'll have to give the phone to him? Is that right. why they're going after the son? Which Sigourney Weaver apparently knows exactly where it was, even though she hasn't, seems like she didn't have any contact with his father. Yes, yeah. So that's the thing. So she he uh, he confronts his mom about not being his real mom. Maria Bello acts her heart out in a movie where she shouldn't <laughs> have to. Uh, unfortunately, though, him and uh, going to that website has uh, caused some Russian agents to be sent to their door. Maria Bello uh, and Lucius Malfoy beat the shit out of some guys. Oh, I just... Uh, that scene's pretty damn good, by the way. It's a fantastic like, scene. Like, the scene where his mom gets in the fight, that is a really cool scene. That is a really good fight. That like, was that was lamer in the script. Yeah, because she's I like... To she, say, here's... Well, during the Here's, fight, like she's grabbing random shit, she picks up a box cutter and stabs a guy in the shoulder. Yeah. It, it and she feels, hits a guy with a TV. Yeah. It's fucking badass. It feels kind of organic, whereas nothing else does in the movie. It, Here's how it happened in the script: she was sitting on the couch talking to them, and she was like, "Oh yes, what's the so and so?" And she casually reaches behind the cushion of the couch where there's a gun, and then they kill her. That was her whole bit in the script. But um, when Taylor Lautner is first kind of like before he confronts his parents about it and he just like prints out the photo and he's going out to do research or something or no, he went to the next door neighbor's house. Right. Now, any, anyways, there's just this dumb thing that they for some reason kept this from the script that he's going out and the parents uh, he tells the parents, oh, I have to go to the library to research a project and they ask him what the project's on and he says 
website. <laughs> what? I love it. It it's was 2011, awesome. man. People didn't it's know about it. It's the worst excuse you could possibly come up with. It's great. <laughs> First of all, you're doing a paper on websites. All right, that's weird. Also, why are you driving to the book place to research websites? <laughs> you have websites on a computer in your house. Yep. So, Taylor Lautner, um, uh, his parents are getting beat up. His mom is his fake mom is killed. Uh, his fake dad beats the shit out of one of their assailants. He sees Taylor Lautner. He tells him to go run, and he says, stop. And he says, you need to keep running. And he says, stop again. <laughs> stop, run. You need to stop, run, go. Stop, run. Um, Taylor Lautner, uh, I forget exactly how it goes, but he uh, his, his parents are dead. He fights uh, to a standstill one of the last agents, the last agent there, Russian guy. <laughs> Who and goes, the rushing, wait, yes, I don't yes. want to die here. There's a bomb in the oven. Flash to Taylor Honor opening the oven. There is a dynamite, <laughs> a 19th century style dynamite bomb. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, 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 in the oven of their house. Uh, Which he, the guys, I guess, set up to, like, pressure themselves into doing the job really fast? Was like, that leverage? What was All right, that? let's set 45 seconds on the clock just to really challenge ourselves. And the guy who gonna, told him yeah. presumably died there, right? Right. I, I don't. Mean, he's, that was a why, gigantic explosion. Why would Here, he have stayed yes. on the floor though, while they go to look in the oven? Well, why? Why would he? Does he run away after that? Uh, they, we don't see him again. We see. Uh, we see the bomb in the oven. Taylor Lautner grabbing his friend from across the street because she came over. Uh, they get exploded out into the pool. It's and literally it's, exploded out, and their house is disintegrated. It's so by quick dynamite. that guy's like. Wait, there's a bomb in the oven. Then right. they look in the oven. Three, two. <laughs> they get exploded into the pool. Their house is disintegrated from this oven dynamite. Uh, I can only imagine what if the bomb was not in the oven. What if it? What if the blast was not as contained as it was? That neighborhood would have gone up. I mean, that well, would have been a terrorist attack. In the original script, it wasn't the oven. Oh shit! It was the coffee maker. Oh my god! Hot coffee so and explosion? <laughs> no way! That's far too dangerous. It's ah! Crazy. This <laughs> coffee is scalding me. It's, and yeah, it's I'm an, on fire. It's an amazing effect where it just looks like you know the the explosions. They're running. Taylor Lautner and the girl are running, and they're about to explode, be exploded on. The movie freeze frames. They use a Photoshop tool to cut them out, and then they put like they move them into a pool. That's what it looks like. They get they move their pictures into a pool. They get out of the pool. <laughs> they're totally fine. The girlfriend kind of has her shoulder hurt a little bit, but other than that, they are completely fine. He takes and they're, not, the they're not even that wet either. Also, her makeup was still fine, like for the rest of the movie. Make it, they sleep while in they're the woods. on the run. Yes, they sleep in the woods. Um, she gets um horribly assaulted on a train. All these things happen. She they look is that all, but they both look exactly the same. They're no worse for wear after their their trip. So, uh, he goes takes her to the hospital, of course, because that's wait, what wait, we wait, do. Wait. Before it's, we move on from the house, I wanted to say one. Dumb thing. I want to ask, or excuse me, I wanted to ask one dumb question. Um, his dad lunges at one of the uh, people, but he has a gun in his hand. Yeah, and then, like know. after he fights the guy, he he breaks his neck. <laughs> I mean, like, does that make any sense? No. He doesn't really break his neck. He kind of just puts his arms around his neck, and then uh, the foley artist played a sound effect, and then he slipped. <laughs> also, well, I just noticed. There's another dumb thing that I uh, wrote down here uh, before the parents get killed. He's looking through the old pictures and he he gets his birth certificate and is looking at it. And the dad's like, 
hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I lost my ID, so I need the birth certificate to get another one. And his dad was like, you're not having a fake ID made, are you? Because you need your birth certificate for yeah. your fake ID? I wrote that down, too. Yeah, you gotta That's be a citizen. All right. Exactly. Yeah, the dad's a real hard-ass. It kind of is, it's a bit of a red herring, because you think he's evil, right? Uh, for a second. No. Anyway. That would have been a better movie if the parents were bad. It would have been. And like as soon as he confronts his mom, she like starts trying to kill him. That would make no sense. Find his dad out of the house. Yes, that would have been a better movie. Especially because they already fought each other. So that set that up. Right. Here's something else I wrote down. It was about this time that JL said, does Dylan like this movie? (laughs) And I responded, ask him. And so then I just wrote it down so I could bring that up later. Uh, Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. I assume unironically as well. Uh, it started ironically, and then uh, the more I watched it, the more I just liked it. So uh, they're at the hospital. Things are um, dangerous because they're being tracked by several different parties. Uh, who shows up, though, with a big old thing of balloons? Why are we going over this movie beat by beat? I don't uh, know. Because that's the only know. way to do it. We'll, we'll rush so much it. dumb stuff, you have to talk about it. Although, uh, there was another thing I wrote down. Uh, he was, like, calling 911 or something. And they said, please hold. And he goes, what do you mean, hold? And he's yeah, really freaked that out. That sets him off. And that that's off. when he knows that something's up. I've told, well, I, the one time I've called 911 uh, for a car accident, I was put on hold as well. The, the, the Very similarly. I called 911 twice. The, the first couple of times I called, uh, it was busy. Just busy signal. Yeah, we've all seen well, that. Well, that again is like one of the best lines is when the... If, when the CIA guy comes on, he's like, Nathan, how are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm kind of shaken up, but <laughs> hey, yep. how did you know my name? <laughs> my name. Yeah. Enter, who enters the movie? But uh, shit, forgot his name. Uh, he was Molina. an Indian. Oh, shit, I don't know Alfred, that guy. Alfred Molina enters the film as a CIA agent of uncertain uh, sh- loyalties. Yep, and then I, I've got these notes here because Sigourney Weaver shows up with a bunch of balloons and is like, "Walk behind these balloons." No, first, no, no, no. First, the first giant thing she display of balloons. It's, it's 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 a beautiful, amazing. If I'm ever in the hospital, I hope for a, a just a, a horde of balloons this size. <laughs> Her, she's introduced by peering through the out uh, over the balloons, and then being whispering very seriously. Um, to the main character. I was just wondering how many takes you think Sigourney Weaver had to have where she wasn't laughing when she does that. It does that. That's her dramatic reveal is through. Someone. I think she's the only one in this movie that knows what kind of movie it is. I, uh, I wrote these two notes down in rapid succession. Uh, cause, uh, Alfred Molina, when they're looking through trying to find him on the hospital cams that they just hack into, I guess, uh, he was like, where are you, Nathan? And I wrote down <laughs> in rapid succession, why did he ask that? And then, why does she hate balloons? Because yep, she says, yep. "I hate balloons." No, it, that's her. That's her quip. They get they escape through the garage, Squirney Weaver, because, like we said, Squirney Weaver and Alfred Molina work for the CIA. But Alfred Alfred Molina, um, apparently, his name is on that list, so he's kind of leading an independent operation to find this kid. Even though the CIA has no jurisdiction in America, like they they don't deal with like domestic things like this, they would be sending out FBI, FBI agents. But anyway. Well, they kind of have no jurisdiction anywhere that they do the stuff that they do. Well, that is true, but they deal with like foreign terrorism. Like they don't they don't deal with you know anyway. 
So, uh, so they're both on the same team, even though you know one has uh, one has uh, certain loyalties. So, so yes, yeah, so why does she hate balloons? When they're escape exactly when they're escaping, she's got these big old balloons. You're thinking, well, of course she's going to yeah. use like or something. She, I'm glad she's... you said that, and that's why I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, she stares into a camera, says, "I hate balloons," and then covers up the camera with the balloons. That is Exhibit A of why this is not a serious movie. That's I a, hate balloons. That's actually I a pretty singleton. good. That's a good like way to like hide from cameras though. They well, get do you say, I hate balloons them. when you do it? And do you stare into the camera and quip before you c- cover the camera up? Maybe she hates balloons. All right, so she busts the kids I out of the balloons. hospital. <laughs> There's an exciting chase in an SUV. She starts yeah. rapid firing. Not really. Rapid firing yeah. exposition to this kid. And she's yeah. like, okay, here's uh, here's the thing going on. Yeah, your dad, uh, yeah, he's great. I, I know him a lot. I talk to him all the time, but you can never talk to him. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. You're, those weren't your real parents. They're dead, though. Uh, oh, uh, go to this apartment in Virginia. I know you live in Pennsylvania. Uh, here's the number of the apartment. Okay, now jump out of the car. Now go jump out of the car. Here's the key. Go jump out of the car. Yeah, and, and also at some point gets. during that, he says, he says, like, wait, was that when... I don't know. There was some point when he said the CIA agent's name and she was like, huh? I used to work for him. Yes, that happened. And said that like it's only the two of them and uh, one other person who knows what his father looks like or something like that. The two Um, of them and his parents. Also, the CIA agent, I forget his name now, but they changed his last name slightly for the movie. I don't know if the first name didn't clear or what. Fascinating. So nope. she's rapid firing information at him, like giving him vague directions. Yeah. He has and, no resources. And she says, she says, I'm going to take this curve and you both jump out of the car because uh, the, their field of vision will be obscured at that angle. And they're like, what? No. But then they do it. She stops for a full three seconds. They could oh, have yeah. just gotten out. Oh, yeah. But they open the doors and jump out. That happens. So they make their way um, on foot, uh, hitchhiking, I assume, from Pennsylvania. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. She's going to cause a distraction. By pretending to blow up? By exploding. She swerves onto the bridge, and presumably her car blows up. She she did her own little rolly out of the car. She had her own little thing. (laughs) They didn't show it. (laughs) Well, it kind of implies she died. Yeah, Yeah, they they, they think she died. Fake out. Fake out that she's died. She's really just hiding behind some balloons. Um,. Okay, so now they have to make their way to she she gives uh Taylor Lautner a mission, go to her dad's safe house who she's who he's never met and will never meet. Uh find you say the go cell to phone. her dad's safe house cuz I think I'm it was sorry, his dad's house. Thank you. Go to his dad's safe house. And uh I guess he's supposed to come back with the phone. Is that what she says? This happened so fast. I honestly don't know. She just said like, hang out there and wait for him. So stay there. Yeah, yeah. Stay, I don't there. think okay. she knew about the phone at all. But it just happened to be left there. But then while they're there, the girl is like, hold on, I need to call my uncle. Yeah. So so they make their way through three states to this safe house in in Arlington, Virginia, which is a very posh neighborhood, by the way, even though no one seems to live in it in the movie. There's literally no one in this neighborhood. They find this, their dad's amazing apartment. He finds a bunch of it's, it's kind of an evidence dungeon a little bit. Right. So there's a bunch of pictures. Yeah. Of uh, of the mom, uh, there is one address under the picture of the mom. So that's where he thinks his mom is. There's a gun. There's the cell phone with the things. Obviously, the dad did not intend for Taylor Lautner to be here. Right. 
Yes. I don't think he intended for oh, anyone to be there. Here's, here's another note. God, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, it's getting a lot better, though. So, <laughs> they, uh, so they're in the safe house. That happens. Uh, then a bunch of shit happens. I don't care. Then they get on a train. Uh, Taylor Lautner is very worried about boarding this train because he has a gun on him. I assume that's what's happening. Wait, did uh, did we do the part yet where they go to the graveyard? Oh yeah, they go to they go to the address. Uh, they go to the address listed on uh, on this random paper, and uh, it turns out it's his mom's grave. Yeah, and let's see. I have a note. Why is he trying so hard to seem cool at graveyard to impress the girl? Oh, okay, that's a good answer. And then he sniffs the flowers that are very clearly very fresh flowers. And he sniffs a leather jacket and he sniffs flowers and he knows these flowers are fresh. So then they go to like some kid working the desk at the graveyard and they're like, hey, can you check uh, who sent these flowers? Which, no, you can't. But he does. And he just types that up on the computer and can tell them exactly where they came from. She flirts her way into the information. Which she's being like flirty as hell, and it's hilarious. Which, but no, you can't. Also, you didn't mention the fact that her gravestone is like eight feet high. Yes, it's like the dumbest. You're right. It's enormous, and it's just her name and the dates of her birth and death. There's like nothing else. It's oh my god, it's ridiculous. And then when when the kid looks the stuff up on the computer, and then that like triggers something that somebody sees that they looked that up or whatever. Uh, I have another note. This movie's computers suck. <laughs> that too. Also, so I guess I can bring a gun on a train. There's only random checks. Like, no one actually goes through a metal detector. Probably. I can bring actually, whatever yeah, I want I on a train. I don't know if they do check you on a I train. Don't think, I don't think they do. But then this thing has a bunch of Amtrak product placement, too. So I would think like they'd be take that very seriously. I'm pretty sure they don't check anything on a train. Wow, like, that's a great like, idea for anyone yeah, who want to like, cause our country harm. I don't remember... <laughs> Anyone checking my stuff on a train when I used it, like, probably, like, five, six years ago? I can't. I'm going to bring so much illegal stuff on the train. i got to start traveling my train. Yep, they're on this train. Uh, that leads to the highlight of the film, the love scene. The very believable kissing, as Extremely you said <laughs> before. Extremely believable kissing. So this movie, uh, a character says fuck because it's a PG-13 film. They get their one right. fuck. And then... Uh, but when it comes time to do this, it is the most demure Mormon thing I've ever seen in my life. They start kissing. Well, first of all, uh, she they start kissing, and then she says, it's way better than middle school. I'm going to have to use that line. <laughs> and, he's, and he says <laughs> that he, middle school. he says that he uh, it's better now because now he knows what he's doing. They do How this. How does he know what he's doing? I don't know. Uh, wasn't but, the whole point of the movie that he's a weird, freaky loser? With no, oh, with no girlfriends, right? Yeah, like, no one likes him. How does he know the, what he's doing? I don't know. Did he maybe kiss his hand? Maybe he watched YouTube been, videos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tutorials? But the weird thing about this whole scene is that they start making out immediately after he just cold-blooded murders some dude. <laughs> that is true. That is... Like, he knocks the guy out, and then he throws him out of the train. No, this this was before <laughs> like that. He, no, no this before was, that. Yes. Like, no, they make out no, no, right no. After. It, it, it was uh, the the hot and heavy making out was before that because the girl stops. It looks like it's going somewhere, and she's like, "No, wait, I have to go get some food." He's like, "No, I'm really hungry." Okay, she just really Listen. did not want to do that. Okay, clearly. maybe I got that 
mixed around. She was taken in from the adrenaline um, of having to be like trapped on this thing, even though she's not a part of it at all, having to travel in the woods and like be on the run with Tilana. And then she quickly realizes, ah, this is weird. This I, I kind of wait. I have to eat right now. Yeah, I <laughs> also, assume that was for thirteen-year-old girls that you know what I mean are that are into this movie. I, I can't think why that's for. Did anyone think when she said, I'll knock twice before I come in, that she was giving him time to, like, jerk off? <laughs> oh, in oh, the script, there is a that's whole thing. That's what it sounded like to me. There's a whole thing that they work out a passcode. The secret code is that she's going to knock twice on the door, and that's how he'll know it's her. And then the guy, when uh, the guy... Uh, the assassin, the Russian agent. Yes, he forces her to tell uh, to tell him what the secret passcode is, and that it's knocking twice on the door. Okay, in the movie, he ends up knocking twice on the door anyway. <laughs> it's just a, like a boop, boop. like that's the worst. Here's your code: so, knock twice. Have you but, ever just knocked once on a door? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, that's the secret knock. Then here's the here's their secret knock. There it is. Yeah, that's their, that's their, that's how that's I knock code. on everyone's door when I'm like bringing them some work papers. Uh, this movie made me really want to travel on the train. It looks really fun. You have these huge cabins, it's, huge rooms. No, and you usually don't. It's usually just like you're in like a seat, like a airplane, and yeah. That's you don't get like, a big is. sleeping car, and there's this amazing food dining car. It looks like a I mean, if you that buy a sleeping car, you can get like a sleeping car. Also, he, he, he used his dad's money, his dad's money that he took without asking, yeah. and he bought himself a nice room. Sorry. Also, uh, without yep. that uh, passcode thing, you know, uh, which is what he was originally threatening to cut the girl's fingers off to get, he's just threatening to cut off her fingers for her to tell him what room they're in. Yes. He was just following her. How is he not tracking that? How does he not know what room they've got? Like he's I not there. Know. He's not there by coincidence. Uh, right, but he could have just followed her back to the room. <laughs> right. But I do love when uh, he's fighting Taylor Lautner and like smashes his head into the window, and there's like the fakest, dumbest looking fake crack in the window. Yes. Well, before that, when he's like beating the girl up trying to get the information there's like a weird random cut to him just sitting in the the uh, other cabin for like two seconds and he's just grinning spanking it and it's he should have been that would have been that would have been much better okay during this fight with this russian guy does anyone else feel bad like for the russian guy more than anyone else because he's like this kind of doughy older man and he has to fight taylor lautner this like incredible you know like poured in human and then like they chiseled uh, man when he and, decided to pinch taylor lautner's cheek he asked for it and no, then when, after he's like incapacitated taylor lautner throws him out the window like he drags yeah. him up and throws him out the window and he kicks him. through glass he kicks through the broken glass yeah and he's then he tosses that old yeah. russian down the hatch i was pretty That's sure like, why they stopped the train right it has to be, they, yeah. They yeah, all that's like, absolutely oh my God, why the train started. The train stopping. Yeah, because some guy oh. got thrown out the fucking window. They had a guy's dead. And <laughs> why did he step on dead. the guy's glasses? I would have kept the glasses because he's tired of being stared at. He murders the guy, and then he looks at the glasses and steps on them. He's tired of being looked at. You know, like people look through glasses. Excellent. Also, uh, here's a uh, worse thing in the script that was awful. Um, 
after he does that and throws the guy out the window and murders him and then somebody sees it and they stop the train um and they're like oh we gotta escape right now he stops to uh tell the girl um when i saw you laying there in that room because in the script he like goes back and finds her still unconscious when i saw you laying there in that room i got so angry my heart sank Great. Good job, Sean Christensen. Yeah. Great at Sean Christensen said dialogue's his favorite thing to write. I I I can tell. Yeah. So yeah, so we should yeah, we should stop going. <laughs> you don't have to think too. about it at all. We should stop going beat by beat, because you're right, this is kinda of slowing it down. But yeah. uh one thing leads to another. He gets picked up by the CIA agents, not Sigourney Weaver, but um Afon- holy god, I can't remember his name. Uh Alfred uh, Molina Octopus. Yeah. Uh he gets picked up by them. They uh, they sit down and have a good old meal at a super open diner with huge open glass yeah, windows. in front of like the <laughs> biggest, most open spot yeah. in the diner that they could find. The diner yeah. itself is abandoned, but they are there uh, having a meal. Uh, there are CIA agents outside, but they quickly get picked off one by one by Russian snipers. They're still in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, there is a uh, there is a gigantic gun battle happening. Yeah, the one the, right outside the, the window has just a shotgun. The diner yes. is abandoned, but they got food somehow. They got a meal. Uh, also, and during that conversation with Mark's position happens, uh, he says that it's been 22 hours. So from 22 hours from having your house blown up to being picked up by these CIA agents, that's all, that's it's been less than a day. Yep. In uh, three towns, three three states over in, in, Arlington, in Arlington, Virginia. And okay. after, after they escape... He gets his friend Gilly, who is his uh, gun provider, um, to... Uh, Got him take uh, ID. Yeah. And, ticket. and tickets. And something else, which they don't tell you. He's just like, no, did you do what I asked? And he's like, yeah, here's the tickets. Yes. Definitely. So, uh, all these CIA agents, there's a huge gun battle between the Russian CIA agents and this American town. Um, it seems like uh, uh, Alfred Molina's dead. Uh, Taylor Lautner runs away with his girlfriend before they can be kidnapped by the Russians. Uh, the Russian agents come in to the diner. They do a quick little look. Oh, there's just two dead guys slumped over on tables. Nope. It's the old sneakeroo. Those CIA agents shoot those Russians to death. Also, when the Russians start shooting through the windows for the first time, Alfred Molina shouts out, hide behind something solid. <laughs> yes. That happens too. So the CIA agents do the, the classic, they're very well trained, they pretend to be dead, and then they shoot back with their little guns, and they instantly kill the guys with machine guns. Mm-hmm. And um, then they go to the yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates game. And then they go to the Pittsburgh Pirates game. Uh, Which, to, yes, yeah. To he's supposed to make the the handoff or whatever with the list. Can you explain at all what's happening? Why does Taylor Lautner care about this list? Other than his <sighs> dad, I don't understand. His dad can get in trouble for this list. I don't understand. I don't know. Like he, this is like an Edward Snowden thing. He should just like here's yeah here's the list. It's got all these names on. Holy shit! Show people they're corrupt. Right. The only thing is that one what? guy would take his name off. But he could turn it in and he'd be safe. The the movie would be over. Right. Yeah, the, the corrupt CIA agent, sure. Yeah. I just don't get, like, why does Taylor Lautner have to feel like he has to do all this? I have absolutely no idea. It doesn't make sense. 
This is one of the big things that uh, they change that makes absolutely no sense. Also, another um, example of people, uh, their ability in this film to remember numbers that are just like shouted at them super quickly. <laughs> the, uh, the bad guy calls them up and they, they arrange this whole meeting thing like, oh, yeah, it's uh, the south side of this, this, this and that. I don't know if you've ever been to like a professional stadium, like a sports stadium, but it's very hard to find your way around. To, like, wait, OK, which end is the south end? 4D? <laughs> Where the hell am I? What's going on? I thought they Sigour- don't have a problem. I thought Sigourney Weaver mentioned earlier that that one guy killed his mother. You're probably right. Oh, yeah, probably. And but, like, that's why he was setting it up. Why did they do also, that at all? The, the thing that he had his friend do is like duct tape a gun to the bottom of the seat that he's supposed to be sitting in, which I'm glad the other guy didn't sit there. <laughs> Wait, that was his friend? I thought that was the Russian guy. No, oh, it was that was his friend. His friend just can do anything that you ask him to. His dad can get can a gun get tickets on the in the VIP box. Of course, he can get in there. Yeah, it's and, a gun. And also, he does. Of course, it, it's like he, he doesn't like duct tape the gun. Like just duct tape it to the bottom. There's, it's like a duct tape holster has been crafted on the bottom of the seat that the gun can just neatly rest in. It's and this fucking uh, Russian agent gets there first and I guess doesn't check the seats at all uh, because also I wrote down um, when Taylor Lautner sits down, the guy asks, you got my list, but I really heard it as you got molest. No, that's not what he says, Matt. You got molest. That's messed up, man. <laughs> That yeah. is messed up. Matt, that's not what he says, though. He says, I don't understand this game, but I love popcorn. That's what he says. And he so offers popcorn to Taylor Lautner as well. And then he says, you got molest? You got molest. Wait, why did he kill the mom at all? That was years before he even cared about that. He, he was trying. Well, no, I don't think he. I think he was still trying to find that guy. But I don't yeah, think he I think killed. At that point, they were just trying to find. The- he killed he get the her list because until, he was trying to get the location of Martin. Yeah. Also, he wasn't trying to kill her. Like he was. Why does he care about Martin at all? Ten years ago, because he's a CIA agent who's apparently really good at his job. That's probably well, a in the past for in, him. In the script, originally he, uh, you know, you don't know exactly what happened, but the uh, uh, Taylor Lautner's secret CIA agent dad was responsible for the death of Kozlo's son, and that's the whole reason. Okay. Whereas in this one, it's there isn't a reason except that uh, for ten days ago he stole a list from him on a flip phone. So it's just it's just you know it's a small industry. Sometimes you know these coincidences happen. Another great exchange of dialogue in here is Taylor Lautner says, "You killed my parents," and he's like, "It's not your real parents." And then like two seconds later, he tells him how he killed his real mother. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, right. That one. I did kill her. Also, Uh, I like the idea that it's like, they weren't your real parents. And he'd be like, all right, fair enough, then. Well, he's like that through the rest of the movie. Every time they talk about it. (laughs) Also, they're having this like kind of quiet, intense conversation. Like... Yes. In a packed stadium. Yeah. In a packed stadium. There why did they decide uh the production designer and the director decide to put extremely distracting extras literally in the same like the seats next to Taylor Lautner and the bad guy. <laughs> they are just going on about the you know about the baseball game pointing and just being super loud. Like I don't understand this at all. Also, if that guy wanted to kill Taylor Lautner, he could have done it so easily at a baseball game. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not uh, like they were at the mall or something and people just noticed him fall over. Nobody would care. <laughs> also, okay, you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, but yeah, it's Taylor Lautner reaches down and gets the gun, but then he, like, stops and, like, puts it back. And then fucking the Kozlo just after a while, just uh, Taylor Lautner goes for it again, and he's like, you looking for this? <laughs> the, he fucking sitting there next to him, snacking on popcorn, somehow got the gun from underneath the seat on the opposite side of of him. Well, he was already, th- he was already there, so he probably, you know what I mean? He probably, he like, probably oh. what? Rigged something up to make the gun be there at first and then fly over to his hand somehow? No, he Taylor was like, Lattner okay. stands up because there's a home yeah. run. Yeah, he's actually watching the game, kind of. But no, like, uh, the Russian guy was already there when Taylor Lautner showed up. So I'm sure he, like, let me look under the seat. Oh, there's a gun there. Well, shit, I better not move it because I'm sure Taylor Lautner is expecting it, but I know where it yeah, is. And, I'm and sure, at the end, I'm like, that he will not use it. I'm sure that he will stand up and be super into this game, and then I can reach over and get it. All right. Well, I think uh, we're getting towards the end of the film. We're at the Pirates game. I think it's time for a new game for how I left this movie or whatever. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, that's three S's. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> all right. This name of this game is... Nobody said yes. We said all right. All right. That's three all rights. I said yes. One, one, one yes. Okay. The name of this game is... Did you even watch the movie? Uh, it's a quiz about a thing happening in the last three-fourths of the film, making sure that everyone's watched the movie. If it's in the last three-quarters of the movie, I will probably not be able to answer it. Well, let's give it a shot. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Good game. So Taylor Lautner, as Nathan Pierce, uh, attaches a ticket. Or actually, now I'm thinking it's his friend. Price. Uh, Nathan Price attaches a ticket to the... I won! I was watching! Well done. Intended for the film's antagonist to the shoe of a statue of which uh, Pittsburgh Pirate Hall of Famer? I don't remember. Roberto Clemente. Oh, yeah, it was Clemente, because he had the jersey on, too. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch that part of the movie. <laughs> Good I was job, you guys. Because of the uh, jersey. Well done. Well done. You won a game that I thought was impossible to win. Was that the whole game? That's the game. I spoke too soon when I said it was a good game. It's terrible game. It's continuing the tradition of no one having good games on this. All right. So oh. then they run out of the stadium and uh, the dad shoots foot them. Chase. There's something. a foot chase scene. Uh, Taylor Lautner does a Mario style wall jump between two walls. You know, where you're like, you're like, hoo, 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 like he does that. Was that really him? Uh, did, I saw his I face. Don't think so. Did that uh, start his love of free running, which carried over into Tracers? Let's save it for an, another episode. <laughs> let's let's stay tuned to that. So they have a chase. Uh, oh, he's talking. Taylor Hunter um, gets a call on his cell phone that has the numbers. It's t- his dad, totally. Yeah, his dad know, shoots the, the Russian at the end, and then the other guy gets taken into custody because his dad was working with the other agent, so the guy couldn't take his name off the list because they found him. Yeah, and, and they come the in end, and they're like, like, we'll take that list. And he's like, oh. Yes, and then at the end, like, he, like, says, the dad says he's always been watching him. The end. Okay, let's talk about something else for now because this no. took a really fucking long nope. time. I want to talk There's about the scripts more now. And I want to talk about a few things in the ending as well. All right. All right, that's great. Okay, so so uh, Alfred Molina has the phone. They're walking away. He's like, all right, I guess I'm under arrest. Okay, fine. And I guess he gets a call, and then he, like, hands the phone back to Taylor Lautner. Like, why did he do that? Why didn't he just crush the phone in his hand? If he, if there's no phone, there's no evidence of him being a bad guy. I don't think that was that phone. 
That wasn't that so phone. Either. No, I think that was his phone. Oh, because it looks on the. F- oh, are you sure? Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Even then, why does he? Why does he interact at all? Like, why does he cooperate? He's being arrested. Because he doesn't want to get shot in the head. Yeah, because he's scared of Martin. They made that clear. Okay, so uh, so then Sigourney Weaver is like adopting Taylor Lautner, even though he's kind of a full grown adult. Um, there, I don't understand at all what his dad. So he talks to his dad over the phone, and is and he's like, "Oh, I really want to meet you, Dad. I really want to see you." And the dad's like, "Uh, that can never happen. I can never ever meet you. Like the things that I've done." can never meet you. Yeah, I don't get it. Why is he doing that? Is it to protect his son? Because now everyone knows who his son is. His son is a bigger liability than anything. Anytime he does any sort of secret agent stuff, his son is a known person now. And they know that uh, the dad's going to show up. Exactly. Like, what, how, why, why? Why can't he talk to his kid? Who is being That's protected? why there should be a sequel. Exactly. Oh, boy. What yeah. was your favorite uh, scene, Dylan? Oh, the love scene. Matt, what's your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite thing, uh, I didn't like any of the scenes, so I'm going to say one from the script. Uh, the bounty hunter, <laughs> which I was talking about before, uh, calls while the house is getting like uh, attacked and his parents murdered, and is like, you got to get to this bar. Like, meet me at this bar. Now you're in danger. And so then the kid like gets the, the uh, goes to the bar, and... He like starts to call nine one one for some reason, and then sees like they they've already gone over. He's been like, "No, uh, we we can't tell the cops. The cops will never believe us that we didn't kill all the people in the house and blow it up. Uh, we can't." But then when he gets to this bar, he decides to call nine one one. But then sees that they're looking for him on the news, and then hangs up and changes his mind. Then a bunch of people in the bar recognize him, and they start beating him up. And then after he's gotten beaten up, the dude who's been there the whole time with a shotgun decides to stand up and be like, all right, quit beating him up now and uh, move aside and let us out the door. And they go out the front door of the bar. And then it says that he props a chair in front of the door, like that there's just like a chair, I guess, sitting out there where he needed it to be. And uh, then later... I guess this was supposed to be like maybe like bringing a thing back like that uh, 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 Taylor Lautner learned like from from the old guy before he got killed. That at the end of the movie, the end of the movie in the original script takes place in Toronto at the CN Tower and uh, somebody is chasing them through the streets, just shooting a machine gun at them. And just uh, they run into in through the revolving door of the CN Tower. And then it says he props a chair in the revolving door. I think the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, climax is much more interesting. I just like that part because it's so dumb. And it's so specific, like, oh, Tor- Toronto's majestic sky thing. Like, that's, oh, that's amazing. It did, too. It talked about how beautiful it was. Beautiful Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is that, my uh, guess that uh, uh sean christensen decided like he started making good progress on the script and then was like you know i've been working for two days i am making such good progress i could probably go on vacation and relax i'll go to toronto and then like maybe he couldn't get back into the country or something for like a month and a half and so he had to just <laughs> 
bash fucking pound out the the rest of the script in a couple of days you mean two days that's uh one thirtieth of the time that it took to write the script if yes. you go to YouTube and search for abduction, the uh fourth suggestion on YouTube is abduction kissing scene uh, <laughs> that, that video has twenty four million views great. Super quick before we wrap this up, uh, I made a scale of uh, sexual tension. That is a scale of <laughs> characters who have the most and least sexual tension with Taylor Lautner. We'll start from the top. We'll start from the most. Uh, I had uh, his dad. Yeah, I could I don't see know that. If you guys would agree, I had his dad. It kind of mirrors the the long uh, stare at the beginning of the movie. I don't exactly. know, Doctor Octopus. I think. Well, I had yeah, I had his dad, uh, his friend that makes him the fake IDs, uh, his sociology teacher, uh, his mom, uh, and then let's see, and then Sigourney Weaver, uh, and then Alfred Molina. So kind of low down there, but still more than the girl who is at the bottom. And I say the girl because she is a non-character in the movie; she is barely there. I I honestly don't remember her name. Karen was it? Karen? I don't know. This movie are terrible. Yes, I mean especially the main two. Molina. Who's the worst actor, um, uh, Taylor Lautner or the or Karen? I think she is. You think She's so? Yeah. I uh, also made a note at some point that uh, Taylor Lautner's acting equals like a voiceover from a tap game. Come on, we gotta get out of here. It's it's almost like um you know the way that you'll play a video game or watch like an animated thing and you can tell that the people talking weren't fil- you know weren't recorded in the same room talking to each other. It feels like that for scenes in this movie where the characters are in the same scene in the same you know shot. Also, you know the girl is uh, Phil Collins's daughter. I also, you know, know you know the director is the director of Boys in the Hood. Yes. Well, he's yeah, not an untalented guy. He's made several good movies. Yeah, I feel like, like I feel like his movies kind of getting worse. His first movie was his best along. one by far. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This. Uh, what is the? Uh, don't say if you know. What is the Rotten Tomato score of this film? I know. Of course. I, know. I think we already said that, and I made a joke about oh, it. Oh, we did. We yes. did. We did say that. You, that you ask us like. What's the Rotten Tomato score? Don't tell us if you know. So what are we supposed to just like? Yeah, we can't tell you. So shut the fuck up yeah. until someone in my room that I'm in says this asks. All yes. right. Well, here, let me wrap this up. I want to say uh, how the script ended, that they go to the top of the tower uh, because that's where his dad apparently was and was like sniping the dudes that were holding them prisoner, which for some reason they wanted to take them back to the same hotel room that uh, uh, the mother was killed in. Um, to tell them that that's what happened and uh, show that flashback. Um, uh, they go to the top of the CN Tower and the guy is like shooting everybody up. And then his dad shows up, but uh, you don't see that it's his dad because he has a mask on. And then they fight and it looks like his dad goes off the side and they think that he fell off and died. And the uh, uh, other guy is dead. And then at the very end, um, uh, Taylor Lautner tells Phil Collins' daughter, he's like, wait, no, I can't go back. The thing the bad guy said to me was right. I don't know who I am. I have been asking that, and I don't know what it is. And so now, before I can return to you or society, I have to go away for a while and figure out myself. And then it ends with him like going and finding 
Paul Rasmus, which they only name check in this movie. He's like not a character. I was going to ask about that. Well, he goes to the guy's house. Which, by the way, there was like a whole other storyline in the movie about like the corrupt local police and how the dad like played them and how the dad like you actually saw the dad earlier in the script, but you thought he was an arson investigator. And then you find out at the end, they're like, we don't even have an arson investigator. And the other guy that was with him was Paul Rasmus. So he goes to Paul Rasmus house. And he's eating with his family, and he goes, I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about or what this is, bye. And he makes the kid go away, and he just leaves and goes and sits at a bus stop in the desert. And then it shows Paul Rasmus eating with his family, and he looks sad. And then it shows him pulling up to the bus stop and rolling down the window, and he says, get in. And then the movie ends. That's pretty great, Matt, but uh, I'm going to wrap this up. (laughs) Great. Wait, wait, uh, we didn't mention that the, his dad was played by Dermot Mulroney, did we? Damn it! God damn it, I was going to play a game. <laughs> I was going to make you guess if it's Dylan McDermott or D- Dermot Mulroney. Well, we it's already played. said you that. ruined it, Kevin! So, play yeah, it now, and you can cut that part out if yeah. this game goes really well. Fuck this podcast, I'm not doing this ever again. Play the game! <laughs> Alright, one more fun thing from the script... The girl got mad at him when uh, he got delayed to come over to her house because he was supposed to come over and they were going to hang out because her parents were gone. And then she's all mad at him. And she's like, you stood me up. I should have known. I cooked two TV dinners and then waited for you for hours. It's like, why the fuck did you cook TV dinners before he came over? They take four minutes to cook and like three minutes to become ice cold again dumbass fucking character she's a little kid yeah all right well that's the end of this movie uh we'll be watching the other one that you that's the other movie that taylor Lautner was in that wasn't twilight uh in a future episode uh all right let's uh now it's time to talk about other movies um kevin why don't you ask logan what he's been watching recently hey matt what has logan been watching um fallout 4 is that Thank right, Logan? No, I haven't been playing Fallout 4 for like two weeks. I've been watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series <laughs> like All crazy. Right. Like, it's actually a really good show. Like, like the, the one when I was a baby? and there No, also... that one's fucking awful. awful. Oh, okay. uh, the 2012 show is actually really good. And, I don't know, there's like throwbacks to the old show, and there's parodies of cartoons that I grew up with. Like, the first season, they have a whole parody of a uh, well, it's a parody of like Star Trek that they watch, the cartoon version. That's just really funny. Season two, there's a parody of Voltron that they watch. But yeah, it's a good show. Did you guys watch that Star vs. the Forces of Evil show? Have you heard of this? No. I you, tried watching it earlier today, it. and I couldn't. Right. I yeah, watched like um, yeah. I watched like ten minutes of it. I'm like, this is this is All way right. too kitty for me, and I just turned it off. Yeah, I had the same feeling. But I like Steven Universe, even though it's also very kiddie. Kevin, what have you been watching? Matt, what have you been watching? Kevin, what have you been watching? Oh, I thought you were going to say Matt asked Kevin what he'd been watching. Maybe that's what Kevin was waiting for, too. I was. Um, I saw Finding Dory. That was a good movie. Did you make that fish extinct by getting one for your kids? No, I didn't. Like everybody did? When uh, Finding Nemo came out, we did eat them though. 
Um, I saw Central Intelligence. That's pretty funny, especially if you like those two guys. I like The Rock. I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan, but uh, The Rock's very funny in it. And it's funny how one of them is tall and one of them is short. So funny. So very funny. Um, okay, I saw three long documentary things. I saw the uh, Never Sleep Again. It's about the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, not super informative, but they do have some good details in there. If you like that series, I'd recommend that. Um, I watched a thing on Walt Disney uh, called The American Experience. It's a PBS thing. Um, it's pretty good. It doesn't really delve too deep, but it shows like how he was terrible to his employees. Some of them, like especially the uh, the ones he considered unskilled, he paid them like next to nothing. Um, everything. I else say the ones positive. he considered Semitic. Like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't address that at all. The ones he considered um, undesirable. Um, it did show how he like completely turned on um, one of his top animators, supported the uh, the lower workers, and he like totally turned him in as a communist. Uh, and then I know none of you probably will spend want to spend seven and a half hours watching something. I do the, uh, just because you said that. <laughs> well, good because we could talk about it. Um, then the uh, ESPN OJ series. The documentary is so damn good. Why? Why is it so good? How I do mean, I watch everyone it? Everyone says it's great. If I want to watch it, how do I do that? It's on ESPN, on demand. So I can't watch it. If you don't have ESPN, you can't. I do not. It is about not only him, it's about um, his murder. Race relations. It's <laughs> his like the history victims? of Los Angeles about um, race relations um, and how all of that build up into essentially getting an acquittal for him. Right. You know, how they, uh, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I could not recommend that highly enough. If you, if you want to spend that much time watching something and that's all that I can think of. Oh, I finally saw space jam. The old one. Wait, you just saw space jam for the first yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I watched it last night. It's pretty good. Yeah, Take it to the Spurs Silly, silly movie. It's funny to watch these NBA players pretend like they don't know how to play basketball. Oh, I, uh, I'm i making a rule for this episode. You also have to say what your favorite Twilight film is. Kevin, you can go first. Um, Probably the last one. The very last one? The very part two, yeah. Okay. Because there's lots of fighting. All right. Logan? I haven't watched any Twilight films. I yeah, have, have none. No, I haven't. Why would I watch a Twilight film? Because sometimes you hang out in a mixed gender crowd and they want to watch something else. Really, is the case. Say, and also, anyway, like that's. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of people who like Twilight that I would. I mean, why would I sit there if they want to watch Twilight? Just because you've seen it doesn't mean you like it. I know. I, I haven't see what seen your favorite it. one is. I have not like seen any of them. Which one do you think? If you had to say, I don't even know what they're called. Just, just make just, up a title. Just say, uh, say three. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, remember, I do know what they're called because uh, I stocked the books. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's like <laughs> Twilight and there's New Moon or something. It's the one uh, with the chess piece on it, right? I That's don't know. Like, no, they only have some like, flowers or some shit. Half quarter moon. 
Right. Yeah, they had, they had like flowers or something. I remember that one's great. That has the most uh, like love triangle stuff. I think they all have to travel. All three of them have to like travel in the woods, kind of like this movie. But there's a vampire there too. Yeah, I, I would no say idea. Logan hasn't seen any of them because he hasn't been to Dylan's house after a certain year. That's just fair. That's fair. Matt, what have you been watching? Um, you're not gonna ask me what my favorite Twilight film is. That comes later. Okay. Um, What's your favorite Twilight film? The first. I've never seen any of them, but the last one. The very last one? Um, yep. It was okay. great, I guess. Um, I watched Bone Tomahawk. Huh? It was good. It's fucking weird. And oh, if you don't I... like gruesome stuff, do not watch Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, I gotta watch Bone Tomahawk. I've heard really good things about it. It's really good. It's uh, It's pretty good. It's, yeah. Yep. I didn't know what to expect, and I'm glad I didn't know good. what to expect. That, yeah, that makes yeah. it all the better. Yeah, it does. But I didn't think good. Patrick Wilson was very good in it. Who's Patrick Wilson? The guy exactly. from Watchmen. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's see. I watched the the new season of Orange is the New Black, which sounded good. Uh, I actually thought it was better than the last season. the The season before that, the third season, I thought was terrible. And this one, I thought it got better again. And uh, there's something I hope for the next season, but I won't say because it's about how the this season ends. Um, yeah, that show started really strong, and then it kind of by season three, it kind of lost a lot of steam. Mm. Um, I watch. I started watching Lady Dynamite, which is really good. Oh yeah, I I need to start watching that. I, I got on episode four. That show is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, I watched the first episode and I didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah, it felt like a way too long Adult Swim thing. Hmm. I dug it. I would say watch some more of it and see if you get back in in, in on it. All right. Um, I finished watching Love. I watched all of that, and I think Logan said he quit at like episode four or something like that. Like I it think was episode like, eight or something. It was episode five or six. I started really liking it. Like, um, I don't know. It's uh, it starts. It, it's it's I, like when they introduce the well, not when they introduce, but when he has the second love interest. That's when I stopped watching it. I really like. I uh, liked her. Yeah, and I really like. Uh, I like the people uh, being like, I don't know, kind of like casually shitty or like people being. Sh- People who you like being shitty to each other. Not that you like them being shitty to each other, but they're they're shitty in like kind of a realistic way. And people being like vaguely disappointed <laughs> in, in in life. I like I didn't that. Love it's a rare it. thing on American television for sure. I didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty good. And the performances are good. Yeah. Um I'm sure I watched some other stuff. I What have I been watching? Well, I'm no. glad you asked. Shut up! I watched uh, Best Enemies. I think that's what it was called. It was the documentary on Netflix about uh, Gore Vidal and William F. Buckley, uh, which is interesting. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. It was... Tell me more. It was like... Uh, um, I don't know. You see these these old dudes in the 60s doing uh, doing these debates with each other. And the the sort of... Uh, political divide the argument is very very similar to what it is now 
Uh, except both of them have like transatlantic accents, which it's just hilarious trying to imagine like current day anyone who like people are like behind who go on TV and talk like this. Like it, no, those people would be nowadays. stoned to death in the street. Like if they talk like that. Yeah, they shout now. They don't talk like that. Also, William F. Buckley really looks like I don't remember which one, but he really looks like one of the rabbits from Watership Down. Guys are creepy. Anyways, uh, he's got that kind of weird thing that super white people have, where it's like translucent, like pink skin. He keeps sticking his tongue out and like doing this weird, like flashing thing with his eyes. Very weird. Anyways, uh, what have you been watching, Dylan? Well, uh, the only Gore Vidal book I've ever read was a fictionalized account of Aaron Burr. Ah, yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I've been watching one movie, and it's called Disbuction over and over again. But when I was done with that, I had to watch a movie called Austinland, which is a very broad, very typical romantic comedy with a couple twists in there. It's about a girl who really loves Jane Austen. She goes to like one of those like retreats where they pretend they're in Jane Austen. She kind of hates it. Um, the one notable thing is that the romantic male lead is Brett from Flight of the Concords, and it's amazing. <laughs> and that's it. The movie's not that great, though. Uh, my favorite Twilight film is the Twilight 4 Part 1, because that was the first Twilight I saw, and it, all that happened is they go on their, they get married and go on a honeymoon. Oh, yeah. And I had and no idea what was going on. I he take his shirt off? They full-on did it. He breaks the bed. With his vampire strength. And then he makes her pregnant, and then they have to deal with the repercussions of that. Oh, I was I talking feel... about Taylor Lautner. I forgot that it was some other guy. He's out I... of the picture by then. Is he dead? I've... No, he's like, he's gonna like have sex with their baby? No, in, no, you can tell this is written by a Mormon, because um, <laughs> she insists, even at the risk of her health, they all say like, oh my god, you're gonna die. Get this abomination out of you. It's a monster. She makes them carry it to term. And uh, one of the other elders in the village, Jacob, um, uh, gets dibs on her, on the daughter. Yeah. That was one of the most gross movies I've ever seen. Me too. I'm glad I was drinking in the theater. Uh, (laughs) But I feel like if it had a different score, like if it had a foreboding score, it would be a very good slow burn horror movie. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Like a Ty West movie? It gets really gross. When she's like about to give birth, she gets really gross looking. That's true. Okay, I just belched. Sorry about that. Uh, well, that's the end of our podcast. What the uh, fuck are you talking week. about? Well, wait. Uh, Kevin, pick a movie. Fuck you. Logan, <laughs> pick a movie. I pick Odd Thomas. Aww. In tribute to Anton Yelkin, who passed away recently. That is sad. We already mm-hmm. did an Anton Yelkin movie. We did a the, few of them. We did two. Why not The Beaver? What the fuck is the beaver? I don't even know, but it's gross. It's the movie you need to watch with Anton Yelton in it. I actually have been wanting to watch the beaver. Do you start? Well, you can you can go pick it some other time, Kevin. How am I going to watch the beaver if you don't pick it, somebody? Well, Kevin gets the next pick after me, so he can fucking pick it then. I'm not picking the fucking beaver. Then shut the fuck up about the beaver, then. Get the beaver. All right, folks. The movie for next week is Star Trek Into Darkness, starring Anton. Star Trek: The Beaver. Thank you very much for joining us on this very special 50th anniversary edition of the Abduction Podcast starring Hal Latatmau.
This could have a uh, Star Wars minute <laughs> type podcast for it. I agree, Kevin. Let's 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 talk later about that. Okay. <laughs> um, yep. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. Uh, join us again for, in a while for episode 100, where we're going to be tackling Taylor Lautner's other film. I think Matt said it was called Tracers, where he's a parkour guy. Well, good night, everybody. I hope you had a great night, and I hope you're going to have a great day. My and I pick. hope you are going to find a party where it starts in the daytime and then it goes on through the entire night. And All right. Good night, My everybody. My Trancers. Hi again. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, go to the Patreon or the web uh, sites. Uh, you can check us out and send us uh, some info. And uh, next week's movie, uh, maybe you'll listen to us talk about it. And uh, it's been a great time, and we hope to see you guys soon. Thank you. I totally agree with Dylan. 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 The rear gate I totally agree with Dylan.